0: Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 91 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. Your support helps make our global ministry efforts possible, and I'm excited to have each of you on the Building Great Lives team. Here at the Building Great Lives podcast, it's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, and discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about the perfect place to start. Whether it's starting a new goal, a new job, starting the process of becoming a new you, making that change you've always wanted to make, maybe it's a step into a new ministry, a deeper relationship with God, or maybe it's even a renewed relationship with God. What is the perfect place to start? The starting point is always the most difficult. I've heard people say that making the first step is always the most difficult step. While I understand that, there's a multiple-step process in completing our goals, becoming what we feel to be, or having a deeper or renewed relationship with God. That first initial step beyond the desire, beyond the planning, is so important. There comes a moment that you must do what you have been praying about, what you have been feeling to do. There comes a moment the planning has to become action. So what is the perfect place to start? Should things be lined up a certain way or do we just step out when God begins to move? My idea of the perfect place to start would be when things are going great, when life's going good, when the steps, especially the next step, is all lined out. I really like to feel in control. I want to know what to expect. However, I have found that many times God's idea of the perfect place to start is completely different than mine. There are times that God looks and says, I want you to step out right now. Take, for example, when Peter wanted to step out to Jesus who was walking on the water, the Lord looked at him and said, come. The wind was not yet calm. The waves had not settled. It was not smooth water. If I were Peter, my idea of the perfect place to step out of the boat would have been calm waters. But Jesus looked at him and said, I want you to step out now. To the Lord, it was the perfect place to start. I want to be able to sense and feel When God is telling me to move, I have found that in life, things are rarely ever perfect. I have found that in life, you can make as many plans as you wish, but there are times that plans have to change. We have to adapt. And if we only move when things are going great and when things are predictable, then we will miss the moving of the Spirit of God. We will miss opportunities to truly experience the walk of faith. And if we are not walking by faith, we will not experience the miraculous things of God. I have seen people during my times ministering that were good-hearted people that had decided, I'm going to move. I'm going to become everything that God called me to be. I just got to get this lined up. I got to get this taken care of, and I got to do this. And when I get all of that taken care of, you can count on me. I'm going to move. And then I have seen other people that decided God's calling, God's moving. Things aren't going perfect in my life right now, but I'm not going to let that stop me. So God's perfect place to start is this. It's right where you are Right now. Right now. I know some of you are thinking, but you don't know what's going on in my life. It's still the perfect place to start. I met a man who was raised in the church. He had got addicted to drugs. And when the pastor and I went to talk to him, he was very cordial and he said, I promise, Pastor, I'm coming. I know this is real. I've seen miracles. You know, I've been there. I know that. The Holy Ghost is real. I know all this is real. I'm coming. I just got to get off these drugs first. I got some things in my life I got to take care of first. God is holy, and I can't come to the church like this. I can't come to church addicted to drugs, but I'm coming. I promise I'm going to get rid of this addiction. I'm going to become better. I'm going to get settled in, and and I'm going to come to church. Well, it wasn't very many days later that we received a call that this young man in his early to mid-30s had overdosed. And by the time emergency services got there, he was in dire situation and ended up in intensive care on life support. I was there watching his mother standing beside the bed when the medical staff come in and removed the life support. I was there when he took his last breath. I listened to his mother saying, my baby boy, that's my baby boy. I could not help it. I was overwhelmed. The thing that I remember most, he was so nice. He meant so well. He was coming back to God. He just had to get a few things taken care of first, but it didn't work out that way. He had the perfect place to start mapped out in his mind but because he didn't reach that perfect place he never made a move and by contrast while preaching one night a man comes running in the side door of the church everybody turns and looks and sees him running in and I have never met him but he runs down to the altar and falls into the altar lifting his hands and his voice to God crying out for God to forgive him The church immediately responded with joy and worship and prayer, and people come down to pray with him. And while I was standing there, I began to watch him pull drug paraphernalia and laid them on the altar. He come pouring his heart out to God. Two incredible examples of two people that had two entirely different ideas of the perfect place to start One said, when I can get all of this taken care of. The other man said, I can't take this anymore. I've got to have change in my life. The other man understood you don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. We need the revelation that the perfect place to start is right where we are. God doesn't wait For us to get better first. He wants to be involved in helping us become better. He doesn't wait for us to get over the depression. He doesn't wait for us to stop grieving. He doesn't wait for us to get out of our valleys. He doesn't wait for us to line up things in our lives. He doesn't wait for the marriage problems to go away. He doesn't wait for the fear or anxieties to go away in order to have us come unto him. He is looking for us to come as we are right now. God is looking for you to come to Him exactly where you are. That's the perfect place to start. He doesn't stand a far off distance waiting for us to stop struggling and get our act together first. God is saying, Come to me now. Mark chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, gives us great insight. It says, and when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, how is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he saith unto him, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now I bring that story to your attention because it reveals something about God. He didn't look at the publicans, he didn't look at the sinners and tell them, "Get things right first before you start with me." No, he said, I come to call those that need a physician. And he's not just talking about in bodies, talking about in spirit or in mind. Salvation is for the whole man. He said, I come to call sinners to repentance. What better place to start than right where you are? And if this is the revelation that the Pharisees received of Jesus, It certainly is the revelation that you and I need to receive of Jesus. He did not come calling the perfect, those that have no problems, those that have everything together, those that have their life all planned out, that never go through anything, that never struggle. He come to call those that deal with real life and real struggles and real issues. Things like I deal with things like you deal with. The Lord said, You're the one I came to call. Your perfect place to start is right where you are. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32 tells the story of the prodigal son, a son that had received his inheritance from his father and then left and went to a far country and spent all of his inheritance. On riotous living. After he had spent all of his inheritance, a famine came. The Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 15 through 20, the prodigal son went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion on him and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The perfect place to start. The prodigal son could have said, I'm gonna rise up from this pig pen. I'm going to clean myself up. I'm going to go find a job. I'm going to earn back all of the money that I wasted, and then I'm going to go home. But that's not what he did. The Bible said in verse number 17 that he came to himself. In verse 18, he determined, I will arise and go to my father's house. And then in verse 20, he got up and arose, and he went to his father's house. That's what we need right there. We need that revelation. The perfect place to start would have looked like something completely different to some of us, but his perfect place to start was right there at a pig pen, hungry and smelling like pigs. He got up, and he went to his father's house. And if you read the rest of the story in the book of Luke chapter 15, you'll find that the father, when he saw him afar off, had compassion wrapping his arms around him. The father did not care About how filthy he was. The father did not care about how bad he smelled. The father didn't care that he had been out feeding the swine. The father didn't care about any of that. The father wrapped his arms around him and said, this is my son that was dead and he's now alive, and then called for him to be cleaned up. We want to reverse that order sometimes. We want to come to God and say, okay, God, I got it all together. I'm clean, God. I've got it all together. You can use me now. But the Lord is looking at us saying, the pig pen, just like the prodigal, may be the perfect place to start. It wasn't the idea in our own minds place to start. But to God, it's the perfect place to start. Smelling like pigs, the prodigal came to himself and went to the father, and the father did not reject him, for the pig pen was the perfect place to start. The Bible says in verse 36 through 40 of Luke chapter 7, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meat. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus said it, meet in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. And now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. What we do know about this woman is clear. She was a known sinner. And she comes in and starts worshiping Jesus. Simon the Pharisee had an idea of what a perfect place to start looked like. But Jesus' idea of a perfect place to start was completely different. Simon wanted the sinner to convert first before she was worthy enough to come in. But Jesus' perfect place to start was so different because he looked at her right where she was and allowed her to come in and worship. There is something powerful about this. Understanding That God does not reject us for coming unto him as we are. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Once again, the Lord is not calling those that have everything together. Those that do not hurt. Those whose hearts are already healed. Those that do not grieve and those that do not struggle. He's calling those that labor and are heavy laden. The word labor there means exhausted with toil or grief. Wearied. Troubled with worry. Heavy laden is the word, phrase used to paint a picture of an animal that is overburdened, carrying a load. The Lord is saying, I want you to know right where you are, overwhelmed and overloaded with life and struggles, no matter what they are, the Lord is saying, it's you that I'm calling Do not let your idea of the perfect place to start keep you from responding to God. Start where you are, not where you wish to be. Even with all your struggles, come to Jesus. Start now. Don't wait another day. Come to Jesus, for where you are is the perfect place to start. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that God would encourage you. Lord, I'm asking you to remind each listener of the promises that you have made them. Remind them of your faithfulness. Lord, I pray that you would stir their heart right now, that they would make that move, that they would take that step, even in the midst of all of their pain and heartache. Even in the midst of all the turmoil in their life, God, I pray that you would move on them right now because it's the perfect place to start. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, stay safe, take care, and let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives Podcast a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.